Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming up on NBA Today, why it was a surprise thriller last night in Milwaukee, how Drew and Giannis combined for a first against an undermanned Boston team, we'll explain. Plus, tonight on ESPN, it's a battle of the East's three and four seeds, the Cavs, the Sixers, our panel on who will go farther in the playoffs. That discussion is coming up shortly. And Panic at the Disco fans, uh, not exactly high hopes from Draymond after the Warriors' L. So is it time to panic for real? Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, alongside Ramona Shelburne. Richard Jefferson is back in the building with some furry, furry shoes. Where'd I'm Malika Andrews. <laughs> You've been gone for like two, three days. I missed you as well. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. I, time is a yeah. flat circle at <laughs> <Yeah>. this point. <laughs> Glad to have you for our last show before. What's our last flight? show? Before we go, oh. Before oh, we go to, to Salt Lake City. I'm excited about bury. Utah. Why? Because we got some triple threat things going on. We'll discuss it later. No big deal. Yeah, you and me on the slopes. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Ooh. All right. We are headed to All-Star Weekend, but one would have thought that it was going to be an All-Star packed matchup last night when you saw that it was going to be the Celtics and the Bucks. But it wasn't Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart that faced off against the Bucks' big three. Uh, it was multiple starters that were out for the Celtics. So can I interest you in some Derek White? Some, yes. Some Malcolm Brogdon? Crushing it. Some Sam Hauser? Hauser! Shoot like he did last night, we yes. We weren't even picturing Mike Mascala, who's been, that's my, my, that's my guy my now. Guy. Uh, Drew Holiday, though, <laughs> he was on fire. So this is the final seconds of the third quarter. I mean, that was a premonition, Richard, of what would be to come. Yeah, no, look, it, the Bucks. It took every ounce of yep. what they had to keep the streak alive. Mm. That's what it was more about. This win versus Boston was a big deal, but it was that streak that was impressive. And you see them fighting against an undermanned Boston team. This is purely a compliment to their depth, and I think people now have a much better understanding of it. Well, and then the final seconds here in the fourth quarter, the Celtics. Why did you foul? Up. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't you foul? Now, that's a tough shot. And Pretty the good defense. It's yeah. great defense. It's a tough shot. But also, sometimes you're like, well, they don't have anybody that can hit that type of tough shot. Yeah, but Sam Hauser can hit that shot. Sam Hauser so can. Now tough. they know. Overtime we go. This is the start of OT. Derek White driving. He gets that one to go. And then the next possession. What did I say? Derek, can I interest you in some Derek yeah. White? This is why, Richard. Listen, man, when you have White on your side, anything is possible. It is possible for this man to crush things. But there we go. There's Drew that man. Holiday. Drew Holiday. He has, has 40 points, Ooh. career high, eight threes for Holiday, including this one right here. Absolutely impressive for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks go on to win this one, 131-125. The final seconds here, just for good measure, making sure that they get the wing. So I, I mentioned this was a first. It was a big night for both Giannis and Drew Holiday. You can see they combined to score 76 Ooh. points. That's the most they've combined for in a game since Holiday joined the Bucks in 2020. So pretty impressive. They were clicking on all cylinders. Richard first. 
please, please tell me what's going on I, on, on, on your feet. It's, it's casual Friday. It's definitely Wednesday. Oh, well, first of all, first of all, no, these are, these are like the Gucci mullets, you know, business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen the Gucci. You're welcome, before, Gucci. ladies and gentlemen. That, You're welcome. That's what we're calling Listen, this man, right now. Riz on a thousand right now. I, I want to break down these more, but I do want to get your thoughts on the final th- game-winning three for Drew Holiday. So let's gear that up first. Let's pop it up, and we're going to see. Look, the ball movement of Milwaukee Bucks. Not only talented. Look, you got the ball in Giannis's hands. You know what he's trying to do. Great screen. You don't want to slip out of the screen. You want to set the screen. Give him a little bit of room. Now you got two on one. Mm. The most underrated part of Giannis's game probably is still his passing. He is a willing passer. Ball movement. I love the relocation, though, by Drew Holiday. He went from the paint back out to the three, found an open spot. And when his teammates are looking for him, it is a special, special system that they run. It is some business in the front party in the back for them, too. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah I like yeah. it. I you like you? Okay, great. I'm glad you like the Gucci mullets. So, They're coming back. Oh, boy. The mullets? Are coming back? No, Gucci Are you going to grow one? No, I can't grow. I can grow the back part. Uh, So that was a matchup between the top two teams in the East. And tonight on ESPN, we have the third-seeded Sixers, the fourth-seeded Cavaliers. Tim Bontemps, you are at the Wells Fargo Center. Take us inside the mindset of those two teams as we head towards the All-Star break here. Well, Philadelphia, or for Philadelphia, Malika, and for Joel Embiid in particular, it's about getting some time off. Now, he is questionable again tonight with left foot soreness. The same thing he's been questionable on the injury report for for the past several games over the past several weeks. And while Embiid has kept playing through it, and I assume he's going to play tonight in this ESPN game against Jared Allen and the Cleveland Cavaliers, he is ready to get some time off and to rest that foot. He said multiple times that rest is the only thing that's going to help it, something that's been a nagging thing for him, and he's obviously you know, tied for with Luka Doncic for the NBA's lead in the scoring race for a second straight year. He's going for MVP again. He's obviously playing at a very high level, but he could certainly use that break, and I know he's looking forward to getting that over the next several days. Bunches did around being a city for the All-Star game. As for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Malika, I think this is an opportunity for them to show that this is not a three-team race atop the Eastern Conference. We talk about the Celtics. We talk about the Bucks, We obviously talk about the Sixers. The Cavs have the best net rating, though, in the NBA over the past 15 games. They're outscoring opponents by 9.9 points per 100 possessions, way ahead of teams like Milwaukee, Boston, Denver. They have been the best team in the league over that stretch. They come in here tonight and beat the Sixers on the road. I think it sends a message not only that they would tie Philly in the standings, but that you have to look at them, especially with Brooklyn losing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right. as a legitimate four-team atop the conference that you could expect to advance and win a series. Yeah, not just a cute story that they're arriving ahead of schedule, but actually a team that needs to be reckoned with. Tim Bontemps, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. You mentioned it, though. It certainly seems like heading into the All-Star break, in the East at least, it feels like it's a top four, and then it feels like there's everybody else. The Celtics, they now lead the Bucks by only a half game. That's after last night. And then the Sixers and Cavs, they are also within striking distance. But what are the biggest questions for these four teams with less than 25 games to go, which is a little bit wild that we're already at that point in the season. Welcoming in ESPN senior writer Zach Lowe for this conversation. So, Zach, I want to start with the fourth-seeded Cavaliers here. When you're looking at them, what is the biggest obstacle between them and getting out of the Eastern Conference? Well, the biggest obstacles are the teams above them in the standings and how awesome they are. But if there's one question I have about the Cavs, it's can they score enough against the best defensive teams in the NBA? They have the best defense in the NBA. That's legit. That's not going anywhere. But they start two big men who are non-shooters and a third wing in Isaac Okoro 
who is a shaky shooter and defenses ignore him. But in the last month or so, they've started to answer that question. They're sneakily up to 10th in points per possession. And if they hang there, and if those two guards, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, continue to do the spectacular, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen develop and develop and develop, maybe this offense that looked like it might be kind of not ready for prime time mm. in the playoffs, they're starting to look like they might be ready to push these guys harder than we thought. Tenth, that's legit. Top yeah. 10 offense. That, that's impressive. I'll take the Sixers. For me, when I when I look at the 76ers, it's just do they have enough, right? Because James Harden is no longer the 35-point-per-game triple-double monster that we've seen from him in the past, nor does he need to be. He actually leads the league in assists. Joel Embiid, on any given night, he can be the best player on the floor, even when he's going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo, even when he's going up against Jason Tatum. But when you look down the roster, where's the rest of that scoring going to come from? Is it going to come from James Harden? Is it going to come from Tyrese Maxey, who has been excellent but a little bit up and down as of late. And so when you think about Boston and Milwaukee, who I just have the utmost confidence in, it's can they crack and can they be – we talk about them in the upper echelon. Can they get up there? And I just don't know whether or not they have enough. Richard, I guess we'll keep it moving in the standings. For the Bucks, what what's the biggest question for them? Well, it's the health. Uh, like I, I think that's the number one thing. I think even if you look at the people that they brought in, I love the Joe Ingles addition. I love the Jay Crowder addition. They've added depth on the wing in an area in which they need it. When you saw Chris Middleton, one, last year, you were like, okay, Chris Middleton was injured. That's why we lost the Boston in seven. Well, Boston's better. And then you go this year, and Chris Middleton has been banged up all year long, right. hasn't played much, so you're like, oh, it's not like they started the season kept going. And then the last part's when you look at how much more Giannis has had to do over the course of this season because Drew Holiday has been in and out, because Chris Middleton has missed a substantial amount of time, that's the one thing. If the Bucks are healthy and they are rolling, that to me is going to be very difficult, especially because they added depth in the mm-hmm. positions in which they needed it most. I still like the Bucks a yeah. lot. Uh, Ramona, how about the reigning Eastern Conference champions? Well, they've got to, because the Bucks are so good, they're going to have to play their guys more than they probably want to down the stretch to hold on to that one seed. Jason Tatum sat out of last night's game. They called it a non-COVID illness. He told me he said he had a really bad stomach bug. He was throwing up in and out of bed the last couple of days. He's going to get some rest here. They didn't, he didn't even make the flight to Milwaukee. He's going to get some rest here, but one of the big issues for him last year, he ran out of gas in the finals, and he trained really hard in the summer to yep. make sure that he's fresh for the, for the playoffs, but he has to go against his nature because he wants to play every night, mm. and they're going to have to restrain him while they're also in a race for the top seed with the Bucks. So, Zach, when you look at all of those questions that we just posed, the Cavs offense, yep. the Sixers have a knock, the Bucks health, Jason Tatum if he's fresh enough, which one to you is the biggest question mark of all those four? Oh, it's got to be the Sixers. It's got to be the Sixers because I said it before. They should be insulted by the way we all talk about the Eastern Conference Mm. as Boston, Milwaukee, and then a gap between everybody else. They have an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, a guy who should have made the all-star team in James Harden. They are not a weak sister. They should be the championship contenders like Boston and Milwaukee, except, except, We know what's happened to James Harden in the very biggest games. Joel Embiid's had some injuries in the playoffs, and he's actually not performed up to his regular season level in some playoff series. Those are the questions that will remain unanswered until they answer them on the biggest stages. And with Harden headed into free agency this summer, potentially, 
The pressure is on to answer them now for Philly. Rich. No, no, I agree. For me, the biggest question, and I know we were having this conversation uh, uh, off camera before the show, and it was like the thing about the Cavs is in we're talking about this top four, and Donovan Mitchell has been outstanding this year. Their young core. I think Donovan Mitchell is the oldest one at 26, 27. So they have multiple years to get better. But in none of these series would Donovan Mitchell be the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. right? If you're talking about Celtics, you're probably talking about Jason Tatum. If you're talking about the Bucks, you're talking about Giannis. If you're talking about Philly, you're talking about Embiid. So the the Cavaliers would enter into any one of these series, even if they're able to win, they would never have the best player. Now, they might have two, three, and four. Right. They might have two and three, but they would not have the best player in the series. And to me, that's tough to win a championship or to get really deep and never have that guy. And now Donovan Mitchell is that guy. I'm just going comparing right up on his I'm, just, I'm going, I, I, Donovan, <laughs> you that guy. I'm just material. saying of those guys, <laughs> right. you would say that. Well, those are the MVP candidates right now. Because at the end of the day, not only do you need usually one mm-hmm. superstar to win, but in today's day and age, you need multiple superstars in order to win a championship. Um, still to come on NBA Today, speaking of superstars, the Warriors, they had another poor defensive performance last night, to say the least. Wait until you hear what Draymond Green had to say about yet another Warriors loss. Ramona was there. She has the latest. Plus, we have an update on LeBron's status for tonight. And are these next few games, are they must win for the Lakers? Are we already at that point? Yes. We'll dive into the yes. Western Conference playoff picture. And the dunk contest. In years past, it's been one of the greatest sports spectacles we have, but our analysts tell you how they would bring the dunk contest back to its glory days. We'll be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Kevin Durant to the Suns, pairing him with Devin Booker, Chris Paul. This is seismic. A lot of people are going to make that team the favorite to win it all. Durant's dynamite! Oh my God, this is going to be such a problem. Well, the Suns, they were in action. Kevin Durant, he gets a little ovation in his first appearance in front of the home crowd. Devin Booker sounded off about it. 
you know, I think he got two standing ovations, um, and it's not going to be the last one. So, you know, he, he deserves that. I'm glad he's here. You know, hopefully he can call this home one day and, you know, rock out here the rest of the time. All right, let's get to the game because Kevin Durant wasn't playing in this one, but he was hyped with the result, especially after that connection, Richard. Man, it's so good to see Book back, see him playing. Look, I know this Phoenix Suns team, and let me speak as a Phoenician. Growing up, watching watching Dan Marley, watching Kevin Johnson, watching Charles Barkley, Tom Tabor, they have a rich basketball history. They've had multiple MVPs. So to have Kevin Durant in that building, this group right here that's on the floor without him gets a jolt of energy because they know what's coming back so everyone starts teeing up their game and by the way th this ain't your daddy's uh, Kings team like no, it's not your daddy Kings. your grandfather yeah. your son that we've never not, seen a Kings team like this this is not a Kings team where it's like oh yeah Phoenix is gonna walk in and get a win over them no this is a legitimate Kings team and yet Devin Booker is doing that yeah it, it's been like I said it's impressive to see him out there healthy especially coming off a hamstring to see him explosive multiple times but speaking of explosive man De'Aaron Fox is really starting to show people how special he can be, and I still think it's just the beginning for him. Darren Fox, one of the quickest, most explosive guards in the game today. Chris Paul looking, finds DeAndre Ayton. He gets that one to go off the friendly bounce. Kevin Durant, he loves it. Yeah, now look, we're going to talk more about Ayton because I think he's so important, but look at this. You got two of the best one-on-one -on -one mid-range games that this league has ever seen. It's going to be a problem. Durant loves the win. Chris Paul to DeAndre Ayton, though, the connection. It was on full display on Tuesday. Paul had nine of his 19, 19 assists to Ayton, tied for the most in a game to a single player since he joined Phoenix. So, Ramona, I want to start with you here because it, it feels like teams right now, they're gearing up for what could be a, a title or bust postseason, particularly for the Phoenix Suns. So, when you're looking at Phoenix, who do they need more from ultimately? Is it Chris Paul or is it DeAndre Ayton? I think it's DeAndre Ayton, and I think because because Chris Paul, I already, I already think Chris Paul is going to give you a lot because Kevin Durant takes a lot of pressure off Chris Paul offensively. All Chris Paul has to do now is organize that offense, distribute the ball, feed DeAndre Ayton. But DeAndre Ayton is in a position where he was more of a focal point of this offense. He's going to get less touches. He's going to – you have to get him involved earlier, and that's going to be harder on him because he has been, he's had Chris Paul feeding him the ball. Now Kevin Durant's going to be fed the ball. Mm. Zach? With all due respect to Richard the Phoenician Jefferson, <laughs> I agree with Ramona here. It's it's DeAndre Ayton. Look, in Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns have the greatest collection of pick-and-roll ball handlers yep. on one team in the entire history of the NBA. Ooh, if Chris Paul's balls. having a down game and he just wants to and if he just wants to spot up, you've got Booker and KD to run the show. They have no replacement. Nobody liked DeAndre Ayton in terms of what he could do offensively as a screen setter, as a, one of the only defenders in the entire NBA who gives Nikola Jokic any trouble, whether it's Jokic, Sabonis, the size of the Memphis mm -hmm. Grizzlies. Somewhere along the line, they're going to face an opponent that requires a big DeAndre Ayton series, and they're going to need him to play big. Oh, I hate being the only right one on this panel. Actually, I don't, but I think America does when I'm right. How is DeAndre Ayton going to eat? <laughs> Explain. So just real right. quick, it's a rhetorical question. How is DeAndre Ayton going to eat? We just saw he had nine assists from Chris Paul. He needs Chris Paul to do these things. Last season, Chris Paul in yeah, game, Kevin Durant in game four 
of, of the Dallas series. Chris Paul goes two for four for five points and fouls out. That's probably not going to be good for DeAndre Ayton. Kevin Durant will be fine. Devin Booker will be fine. In game five, he goes seven points, three for eight. My point is, is that if Chris Paul needs to feed DeAndre Ayton, because those two wings, everyone's going to stay at home. So the only way for DeAndre Ayton to truly eat is to have, because they're not going to throw it into the post ten times. They're not going to say you had this matchup here, seven straight touches. No, he's going to eat via Chris Paul's dishes. So if Chris Paul's game ain't on, DeAndre Ayton doesn't have a chance, and that's no disrespect to him. The only thing I'm saying is the chicken or the egg. If DeAndre Ayton's going to play well, I imagine Chris Paul's assists are going to be sky high. If Chris Paul's fouling out, then that means that DeAndre Ayton is going to struggle because Devin Booker and and as wild they and the one the one more thing I got to say. Pick and roll, the greatest pick and roll. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and, uh, and Kyrie Irving, while they were the best hypothetical team we ever saw, I think those oh, three were stop. probably a better. Oh, I think God. they were a better pick and roll. Oh, the three God. of them. Stop. The three of them. The three of them are probably they a better pick played. and roll. Zach, they never but played. But they were on the same uh, team. Take your earpiece out. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to subject your, <laughs> Richard the yourself that nice. I Got that. Yeah. Um, we are going to have plenty more time to talk about Phoenix. Don't you worry. I do want to get to another couple of teams in the West because fun fact here. Did you know the Clippers? They're undefeated Ooh. when Kawhi Leonard scores 30 or more. And you can see the record. Last night, he and L.A., they were in action against the Golden State Warriors, Richard, right across the street from us in Crypto.com Arena. Kawhi, I mean, he got it going early. Pull up, boom. From three, it was impressive. That's the part. When he's cooking from three, I don't want to say it's like LeBron, but when the three is working, he is impossible to guard. There is no chance guarding him because he has the strength, because he has the length. You know he's got the mid-range game. But when he's dancing like this and shooting that efficiently from right. three, it's a problem. End of the day, the Clippers, the Warriors, none of them played defense. It was the Clippers had more firepower out on the floor to sustain that offense. Because look at this. When he's hitting those threes, you got to get closer to his body because he's toward, not talking about one or two. We're talking about multiple threes. Yeah, he tied a career high with seven threes. Yeah. Seven of nine. Seven Woo! of nine. That efficiency forces you to get into him. And then you got, you got Powell. You know what Paul George is going to do. They have so much talent on this team. It's just a matter of bringing it all together. Well, Kawhi, he had a game-high 33 points. The Clippers get the win 134-124. You mentioned no defense. <laughs> Warriors defense. Ooh. Your Warriors. My Warriors defense. There we defense. go. There we go. It has taken a huge step back from last season. They have the second best defense on their way to the title, but this year they're allowing almost eight more points for 100 possessions. Ew. They rank 19th in the league in defense. Ew. Ew. Here's Ew. Draymond Green, he basically said ew after the game. Yeah. Our defense isn't very good. Um... It's kind of been the story all year, and you got to do something to fix it. And, you know, it, it has to come from within. Defense is all about a will, a want to defend. Um, defense isn't fun. Just got to want to do it if you want to win. And we have to. I don't think it's a championship hangover. Uh, it's a will to want to defend. And you're, you're not hungover at 500. 60 games into the season. <laughs> you're a loser if you think if you're still hungover at that point. So there's no hangover. Um, it's the will to defend and stop and guard your man and sink when you and help and trap the box and rotate. Uh, it's, you know, defense is all one to two steps extra. Yeah, I'm going to take that extra step to get there or I'm not. And that's all will. And we don't have that as a team. 
Okay, so you were actually the one who was asking these questions, Ramona. <laughs> what do you make of this? What is the Warriors' yeah. biggest issue? I didn't need to ask him much, right? I mean, it was like throw the ball because he wanted – he had a message to deliver to his team, and I couldn't help but think I – mean, you know, Draymond put some of it on himself, okay? Of course he says, I'm the leader of this defense, and so if we're not playing at the level, then that's on me, then I have failed. So he said the right thing, but – the Warriors' defense at the point of attack is brutal this Whoa. year. On the perimeter, that's why they went out and got Gary Payton the second. He's obviously not back yet. He's not going to be available for a while. But their perimeter defense, and we're talking about some of the same guys they won a championship with last year. Right. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson. Those guys, have, Jonathan Kaminga, they have not been great at the point of attack. And so Draymond Green at one point talked about you got to trust somebody. If you get beat, you got to trust the rotations behind you. I know I trust Kevon Looney. If I get beat, Looney's going to be there. I, it was, I've heard Draymond give speeches like this before, but you cannot hear anything Draymond says this year without also thinking about what happened at the beginning of this year with Jordan right. Poole. Can he say and do the same things that he has done publicly and privately throughout the course of this Golden State Warriors run? That's the big question for the Warriors as they go into the last quarter of this season. Right, and obviously the Warriors, they were shorthanded. No staff, no Andrew Wiggins. But, Zach, what, what are you diagnosing here? Yeah, it's the point of attack defense, and it has been all year. That's why they've been toward the bottom of the league in fouling, because you foul when someone above you gets beaten, and you got to reach and claw to try to stop a layup. But look, I, the numbers still say when they have their best defensive players on the floor, that's Draymond, Wiggins, who didn't play last night, and Looney, they're still a very good defensive team. Even some of their core bench lineups have good defensive numbers. And when GP2 gets in here, I'm very curious to see if he can take that auto, auto Porter spot in the small lineups. He goes Steph, Clay, Peyton, Wiggins, Draymond. That has some potential as a Draymond at the five lineup. Somewhere in here, there is a better defense than this, and it's kind of baffling that they haven't found it yet and that they can't consistently do anything on the road because the numbers say when they play their best defenders, they're still pretty solid, but it just hasn't been consistent enough, and it starts, like Ramona said, at the top of the defense. Mel, Ramona brings up a good point. Like, you hope that some of the things that happen at the start of the season, and for me, as a professional that has seen different things happen in locker rooms, you pray that that's not the case because, to me, as, as bad as it was, that's a little bit of immaturity for the group. If the group can't get over that, I'm not talking about Jordan Poole. He is allowed to have the feelings. Draymond has been apologetic. But as a group, when you have a chance to win a championship and you're coming off defending championship, like, that part is very, very difficult. But you saw the graphics. They went from the best pick-and-roll team to the worst pick and roll team when you talk about percentages and chances and points per pick and roll. You can't win like that. And the best thing about the Warriors is no one has to tell them they can't win like that because they had won championship after championship after championship playing high level defense with a potent offense that no one had answers for. So their offense is solid. Their defense is trash. They know that. Do they have enough time? Even when they talked about last season, they talked about, well, we had a 25 and 5 start that we could count on mentally that once we got our guys back we could do it they don't have that they're even trying to go get their old magic back Gary Payton you're hurt yeah. and we're paying you more money than we offered you it doesn't matter come yeah. back we yeah. need help they're on life support Draymond knows that the Warriors know it and everything that you see looks like life support 
Not that they're going to be trash or anything, but they're not even remotely close to the quality that they expect and we expect from them. Right, and what makes me concerned is when you look at the bottom of your screen and you see the difference between their record at home and Mm -hmm. the record on the road and the amount of time they have left before Mm -hmm. the playoffs, even if they are in the playoffs to play in, whatever you want to call it, which I expect the Warriors to be, the time that they have to secure home court advantage is going away quickly. Do you really want to face some of these teams on the road? That Richard, for me, that's what makes me go, oh no. Oh, now let me say no. this. If the Warriors were to get into eight, and this is the part where like the Denver fans or Memphis fans, if they get into seven or eight. Yeah, no one wants to face them. As I'm not picking them, <laughs> but, yeah. but I ain't picking against them. Look, this was their last game before the break. Draymond Green is smart enough to know. <laughs> everybody heading out on the break. I have a message for everybody to think about while you're off. Yeah. Zach, are you good? I I ain't picking them, but I ain't picking against them. What does the Phoenician mean by that? Are you going to pick them or not? It's self-explanatory. is something that I really You know, but this is the thing. You know what I'm talking about when I said, I'm not going to pick the Warriors to beat Denver. But I'm not going to bet against them. I'm not going to bet against a yeah, four-time it, champions squad. We were That's just praising about. the Kings and how well they've yeah. done. But the Kings don't want to face the Warriors as a lower right. seed. They don't. I'm not saying that they can't beat them, but y- y- you don't we, You don't want to mess around like no, that. No, no. Um, all right, still to come on NBA Today. Speaking of the playoffs, oh. the Lakers. Oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> One of four playing teams in the West, maybe? Plus, we have an update on LeBron James' potential return to action, maybe even tonight. And we're going to show you the dunk contest participants. They are going to show out on Saturday. But uh, does Richard think that that's the best possible dunk contest selections? Plus, we'll preview a sneakily huge Eastern Conference showdown tonight between the Heat and the Nets. Why you shouldn't sleep on either team. We're going to explain. Stay tuned. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back to NBA Today. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 
LeBron James, along with AD and the additions that they have, what makes you think that they're not better? Russell finds some room, gets inside, layup is good, then a foul! Energy, effort, and urgency. It's a huge win, man. Pride is the devil. Lillard straight away three, unconscious. Too much for the Lakers. Outside of stealing his sneakers, I think, I don't know what else you can do. There's a chance the Lakers won't make the playoffs. What? They're in 13th place right now. So how high is the climb? Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are getting you ready for the Pelicans and the Lakers tonight at 10.30 Eastern, right here on ESPN. And who better to help me set the table than two of our reporters who know the Lakers best, Dave McMenamin, Ramona Shelburne. Dave, I want to start with you here because potentially the biggest question surrounding the Lakers right now is that we haven't seen LeBron James since he broke the scoring record last week. What is his status for tonight? The word I'm told is hopeful. Uh, he went through a extensive workout in Portland the other day, and they really just wanted to see how his body responded to it. They didn't have practice on Tuesday, and it's been eight days since he last played. Now, he got an MRI in the last week on that left foot to his, and, and it's clear. You know, there's nothing that came back that was showing any significant damage, but I'm just told it's sore, it's painful. I saw him put it right into an ice bucket after that workout in Portland. but. There's many motivating factors to get on the court yep. tonight, yeah. get a chance to be in the mix with those new teammates heading into the All-Star break. So they all have something to think about and ruminate on as they come back out of the break with a, a big task ahead of them. Right. And, and speaking of those new teammates, we've now had a week to see D'Angelo Russell fitting in with this new uh, with this new Lakers team, particularly his connection, though, with Anthony Davis. What have you seen there, Ramona? Well, I, this connection with Anthony Davis is absolutely key for the Lakers in the, in the last quarter of this season that they have left, because if he he can elevate Anthony Davis if he can be that that second that second passer to, to Anthony Davis but also that they have a really nice game going on I, I think Dave you report on some of the conversations they were having during the game I talked to somebody on the Lakers staff and they were saying how, how cerebral D'Angelo Russell what D'Angelo was about fitting in with Anthony Davis and and where do you want the ball where do you want me right. to pass it where do you want me to set the screen like if they can find that connection and usually that takes a long time they got to do it on the fly. Mm -hmm. But if they can build that, that's a, it's a really important for them going forward. Yeah, at Chase Center on Saturday night, yep. uh, LeBron, D'Angelo, yep. and AD at halftime grabbed a, you know, a yep. marker, went on the whiteboard, and was working out plays that they could do together <laughs> moving forward. I talked to AD in the locker room after Portland. Obviously, they wanted to win that game, and, and they know all these games count. But right. there's still a positive vibe here. And AD's concern is, like, we just got to get the win on Wednesday night. Yep. Everybody yep. needs that feeling going into the break. And, you know, sometimes you need some time away and they're going to be going on vacation. LeBron will be representing the, you know, the, the, the NBA at All-Star Weekend. They're not going to have a practice until Wednesday yeah. out of the break. They haven't had a practice yet with these Ooh. new guys. You know, they're going to have a walkthrough at the arena tonight. Time is not on their side, right. but again, the positivity is there, and I think the buy-in is there. And yeah. so it's got to really—they got to do your work early, though, because the later they go, and they're dwindling in the standings. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, that game is tonight on ESPN. Thank you both. We're talking about they're running out of time, right? Because the Lakers currently sit at 13th in the West. And reminder, they need to get to 10th to make the play-in tournament, but they are running out of time. Only 24 games left. Unfortunately, I have to deal with Richard for much longer than that. Richard, do you think they I mean, can do it? How are you looking at the standings here? How many years have we talked about the Lakers 
in the play-in. That's what we're talking about again, the Lakers in the play-in. So look, we're going to start at the standings. And the, one of the key things about the standings is as we scroll up, bear with me. This is the part that's clear, that's, that's a little dicey for me. Clippers, Mavericks, all of these teams are a losing streak away from falling out. You know, again, we know about the load management. We knew about the new look Mavericks. Yeah. And so it's like an injury, anything like that, any of these teams can fall out. And yes, we're going to have to scroll a little bit further to get talking about the Lakers, right? Because they're all the way down, but they're still within it. And look, they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. They have a new look. They have a roster that if you had them maybe 20 games ago, to me, it'd be no doubt they wouldn't even be in the play, and I think they would be in the sixth spot. But if we're going to talk about scenarios, and we're going to break this down, and we're going to really try and say that the Lakers can get into the play we're not even talking about the postseason, people. We're talking about the play Right. The one team that I would look at is – I would say the Jazz. I think that the Jazz, they probably could fall out. I yep. love the Jazz. They're doing a great job. Shout out my guy, Laurie Marketing, All-star starter. First one ever from the University of Arizona. Congratulations, my guy. But I just see them. The Trailblazers, very good team, but I'm not sure what they're doing. So, when I look at this Roth, the one team that I think could probably drop out is Jazz, and I know I'm going to be in Utah. People don't hate on me. Yeah. But I think the Lakers, Warriors, Timberwolves, and Pelicans are probably the most stacked team of that group, and so you look for them to move up. But that's still a far way to go. Right, and it shows the importance of a game against the Pelicans, who are higher in the standings tonight and also have a lot of injuries piling up. Mm -hmm. They've been a little bit shaky as of late. Richard, thank you so much. Oh. Still ahead on NBA Today, a starry night in the association. It awaits with Luca and the Joker both in action. Our crew on who will have more eye-popping stat lines. Stay tuned. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Dance at the last shot. Drew Holiday! Happy Valentine's Day! Now Kuzma to close out the third quarter. He's Hill. Three seconds left in the quarter. Dame steps through. D3 on the way. Banks it in! Damian Lillard from the logo. He has been unbelievable. Fuego, Damian Lillard, he has been on a hot streak for a while now. Since December 25th, excuse me, Ooh. January 25th, Dame has scored over 30 points in all but two games. He's averaging over 38 points per game during that span in the best mark in the NBA, which is wildly impressive. So Dame is playing some of the best basketball of his career, but it's not exactly leading to wins all the time. Zach, why is it the case, please? 
Well, the Blazers just aren't that good, and I don't think they projected to be that good coming into the season. But Damian Lillard, people need to realize this. This may be the best season of his career, and that's saying a lot. Career highs in points, field goal percentages, free throws across the board. This guy is ridiculous. And the Blazers are two games under 500. And at the trade deadline, they kind of tried to thread the needle between we're kind of selling and getting some future assets, but we're also getting some interesting young players, so maybe we won't get too much worse this season. Kind of treading water a little bit. And it's just like if your stated goal is Damian Lillard at age 32 is our foundational superstar, we're trying to maximize his prime. Well, you're two games under 500. You're not maximizing it. At what point do you have to do something other than tread water? Maybe that wasn't this deadline. Maybe it's this summer. But at some point, you got to get more aggressive, mm-hmm. find some better veterans around Damian Lillard because this isn't working right now. Yeah, Damian Lillard has been absolutely incredible. Some of his supporting cast, like Anthony Simons, has shown flashes, but mm-hmm. now Simons is hurt. And so it's like, okay, what's going to happen now? Some some stars, though, that did get some help. We've seen it on full Ooh. display. Luka's Mavs, Nikola Jokic's Nuggets, they go head-to-head tonight. It's a small sample size, but Richard, the Mavs, they seem to have a, a little uncertainty late in game here. Well, I, I think we've seen a couple of late game situations. One, not getting a shot off. One, where you saw Luka took a very difficult yeah. shot. And I feel like there's a little bit, you know, uh, of confusion. And, you know, it, it does take time to gel, right? That That is 100% without a doubt. But I think the best, look at that, they're playing keep away together. It's amazing. But the thing that I think needs to happen, if you go back to the LeBron James, D-Wade time in Miami, and D-Wade goes to LeBron and says, no, bro, this is your team. Yeah. You are that dude Yep. We will all fall in line. And there is no disrespect to, to, to Kyrie. Obviously, we know who he no. is and what he can do. Luka's their best player. Right. So Luka's their best player. So if you come in that space and say, what can I do? Where do you want me, Luka? You go play your game, and you know you're going to have me as a bailout versus us throwing the ball back and forth because we're such elite one-on-one players. But at the end of the day, Luka is the best player on that team. So it's Kyrie's job, it's Jason Kidd's job, it's the organization's job. They're like, this is where you're going to be, Luca, and then this is your bailout. This is your person. If they leave here, they're not going to leave Kyrie. So now I want to say a decoy, because there's going to be sometimes you can give the ball to Kyrie and tell him to go cook, as you saw with LeBron James, as you saw with Kevin Durant. Saying that he's the best player doesn't eliminate Kyrie from doing great things. It just says, this is how we're going to play through, and this is how we're going to use you, Kyrie. Well, we saw them do that in in Brooklyn when he went to James Harden and said, I'm the shooting guard. You're You're the the point point guard. guard. This is how we're going to do this. You know what's fun about this this pairing is when I I talked to Nico Harrison, the GM of the the Mavericks, months ago, okay? Who do you need to get Luka help, okay? What kind of player would would you pair with him? And Luka's comp in the NBA in a lot of ways is LeBron James. He's the closest thing. Probably a better shooter than LeBron. LeBron's a, a better finisher, better, a better ath- athlete. But you want to pair him with somebody that LeBron would p- play well with. Who's LeBron played well with? Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Dwayne Wade. Like The, the reason why this works well is because he's already been in a situation like this. Yeah. He's already played with a player like this. He moves so well off the ball that and when you put him in that other role, when you put him in that, in that playmaking role, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time like LeBron, like Luka. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he's arguably the best, one of the oh. best fourth quarter scorers in the he's game. He's the best one so, this year. Right, and so when they can't decide like that, I'm like, no, no all the tools are <laughs> there. The it tools. Takes to figure it out. There, but it takes a little bit of time to figure out how you're going to gel. Still ahead on our show, the dunk contest. It's Saturday night. So, Richard, what's is this, up? Is this one you're looking? Are you available? Forward to Am I available? No. No. no, I will be dunking, but not in that. Is Vince available?
Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. David Robinson of the San Antonio Spurs formed a new team, a group of educators who built and now operate a charter school in the city. We wanted to provide an opportunity for the local families to get a high-level education for their kids. Harper Academy was the first of its kind to serve lower-income families in the San Antonio region. Thank you, Mr. Robinson! Robinson. It's time for Putting in Work, presented by Upwork and Martel Fultz, Bradley Beal, Shaden Sharp. They were all putting in work at the rim last night. This was just one of many posters for Sharp this season. Put him in a body bag. Who was originally in the slam dunk contest. You can see Bradley Beal there, but we're talking about Shaden Sharp because he was supposed to be in the slam dunk contest, but recently he pulled out um, to, quote, focus on the second half of the Trailblazers season. Because he wasn't in the rising stars. I feel I'm with Which you. Which he should have been. He should have been. I wasn't been. in it my but rookie this year. But is, this is the dunk contest. K.J. Martin from the Rockets, who's a really good dunker. Mac McClung from the Sixers. Trey Murphy from the Pelicans. Jericho Sims from the Knicks. Uh, Richard, do you remember way back, 2003, you, you competed in the dunk contest. Do you remember who won that year? Was it either Jay Rich or Desmond Mason? Yeah, it was Desmond Jay Mason? Rich. Yeah, Desmond, Jay Rich. Hey, Desmond, you guys should go check out some Desmond Mason. Desmond so, Mason? Yeah. So yeah. You were maybe thinking about coming back and doing it again this Oh, year. no, no, no. Oh, I okay. will be dunking, but uh, not there. <laughs> there seems to be an issue now getting star players, and I'm not including you, Richard, when I say star players, to participate in the dunk contest. How, how would <laughs> you laughing you for? Why are you laughing? Hey, how would you fix the dunk fire. contest? Are you asking me a question? Yes. Oh, how, first of all, not with you two commentating. That's one. I don't really think there's a way to fix the dunk contest. Every couple of years, you're going to get superstars that want to do it. We've begged for Zion. We've begged for Ja. We've begged for LeBron. But these guys aren't doing it. And, and look, look, it's past the point for some of them. And so that's where it's a chance for young players to enter into the like the world of so people can know them. Mac McClung, this dude has one of the best high school highlights I've ever seen in my life, right? Trey, Trey, I'm counting on you, young fella. I don't know if he's my pick, but that's my guy. I love him, so I'm running root for him. That's it. But I think Jericho Sims, the dude that can literally put his chin on the rim, I think he's one of the the, the sneaky favorites. Okay, there was just a whole lot there. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend, it begins Friday in Salt Lake City with the Celebrity Game on ESPN. There's a whole lot of folks that we're going to see. 21 Savage, Calvin Johnson, they're just a few of the celebrities who are going to be there. I'm personally most excited for Janelle Monet. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern for Pacific. I love you, Janelle. NBA Today will be live from Salt Lake City the next two days. We have a couple of celebrity game participants stopping by our show. You can say you love her in person. She's going to be on our show Friday. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
It's time for today's DraftKings Sports. What are you laughing about? What are you laughing? I'm laughing at you. Yeah. I'm perpetually laughing at you. Uh, there are some stars that stuff the stat sheet at playing out west tonight. So let's help make viewers some money. Are you ready? I am ready. I've been making people money for a long time. LeBron James hasn't played in uh, a week. 42 points, rebounds, and assists. If he plays, I'm going to take the over. 100% taking the over on that. The dude does a little bit of everything. Shoot, he, he had 30. What did he have, 38 the last time out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the over. Luka Doncic, he leads the league in scoring over 33 points per game. But will he, what will he do? Will he have more than 48 points, rebounds, and assists tonight against the Nuggets? I'm actually going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I, I think they're still trying to figure things out a little bit in Dallas. I think it might just be a shade under that. But that also means that he's just having an okay night. All right, Nikola Jokic. 50. Over. Over. Points for I'm, I'm taking the over. Okay. That's how legit he is. He's got the highest over possible. And we're talking about Luka. We're talking about Braun, the guys that hit every stat. I'm taking the over for Taking Jokic. the over every day of the week. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this season, new customers can bet $5 to win $150 in bonus bets if your team's money line wins. Use the code NBA today when you sign up. So, this is pretty cool. Six-time NBA champion Michael Jordan, he's celebrating his 60th birthday on Friday by making a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish, the largest donation received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. And Jordan has said in a news release, for the past 34 years, it's been an honor to partner with Make-A-Wish and help bring a smile and happiness to so many kids. Witnessing their strength and resilience during such a tough time in their lives has truly been an inspiration which is awesome. This is coming up on ESPN2 next, The King's Quest. Richard, you're not a part of it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I've said everything I can but say about we're this. We're talking event. about Michael Jordan's birthday. I do want to wish a very happy birthday to Gabby, one of our operators here in studio with us who helps make the show yeah. go round. Gabby, happy birthday. We really appreciate all that you do. Richard, what? You ready to go to Salt Lake? Oh, are you a carry-on guy? Or are you a I carry on like, at all times? I wear nine coats. All right. So that I just Ready? walk around like this. What? Let's get going. Oh, I, I got. I got a flight. You gotta say less. You guys from Salt Lake City. Right. Another shirt. Oh, oh no. no! I'm not gonna do that. This one has. No. Blood.